it. We try to get out some content, content at least every week by doing a meet the cast member kind of interview. But now we're back with some real substance and we have a lot of big plans. We've had a few technical difficulties. So please continue to bear with us as we get content out, but know that we truly do care and we're trying to get as much as, as we can. It's important. So I have Chad with me today. We're testing out equipment and we're kind of going through the motions and Chris Barrier right here, Marco Ramici, and maybe even uh, DJ Wheels will be able to join us later in the show. But unfortunately, just because of kind of timing and everything, we're not able to do this full panel like we would love to do. So how are you doing, Chris? Everything good? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing yeah. great, man. We're, we're here. We got, wish we could show you, but Man, we have a whole setup going in here, which is we're having some technical difficulties, but we're trying to test it out, uh, and we're having fun, right? That's that's the most important part. Exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, so there's a few different things we want to talk about, but yep. if you heard Chris's interview that we had, we actually just recorded this week too, uh, you, you heard some of the original goals, right? Some of the original things that we talked about, which was mental health. Um, Chris... Uh, if you could, if you remember, can you talk a little bit about what you and I had kind of discussed and about why one of our goals is talking about mental health in this podcast? Absolutely. I mean, it's in my opinion, in your opinion, and a lot of people's opinions out there. It's one of the biggest problems that plague this world. You know, you see statistics and it's quite alarming, honestly, of just the people that have anxiety, people that have depression, people that suicide rates, you know, and especially amongst young people, it's, it's really terrible. And I think that we, we can get behind into, okay, why do we believe the reasons are, but regardless, just the simple fact of people feeling this way uh, enough to the point where they want to take their own lives because they're better off, the world is better off without them. That, that That's not okay with me. Right. So we want to try to go ahead and talk about it. We want to bring awareness to this and then try to find ways. How can we solve this or at least make it a little bit better? Because th this shouldn't be happening. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One of the things that we talked about in that conversation last year too is, you know, maybe writing a book. Uh, Chris, very humble guy, but he <laughs> has a lot of different projects going on. And, you know, uh, he's a, you know, he has a, a real big mission. And I, I, I'd love for, you know, the audience to continue to explore that with us. But one of the things that we've gotten to talk about, again, we've known each other for all, for a very long time, yep. but um, you know, it's, it's his passion for helping others and this big focus on mental health. And, you know, maybe you can speak to some projects that you have later on in the show or, or maybe now, but just, you know, I'll explain a little bit of, of, you know, you've already been reaching out to different people, um, our mental health professionals in the field or just things like that. You were trying to write a book and, you know, you even invited me to be on it and I'm very honored. And I, you know that, you know, whatever might happen, we're, we're going to write that book one day. We're going to do it together, yeah. you know, yeah. but, but part of the purpose of this podcast is to kind of extend from that conversation and to really make sure that one of our main focuses is talking about mental health. And so we had a social media, uh, you know, one and, and a little bit of mental health issues were spoken about that in that episode a few, uh, like about a month ago, right? Chad, something like I, that. So. I, yeah. I don't, yeah. Chris wasn't unable, was unable to be there just because you were in, in Europe at the time. But um, if you got a chance to listen to that, Chris, we talked a little bit about that stuff. And so, I, I mean, this is your chance if you want to expound on that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, any any thoughts on that? I think as a whole, in regards to the summary, it's a problem that is getting worse and worse every single year. Right, We're seeing drastic amounts of young people falling into this negative mental space super anxious, super depressed. And it, it's just to me that isn't okay. So I think as you'll continue to touch upon today, we're going to look, okay, what are the things that are contributing to it in our eyes? Okay, what's the current environment? And then how can we actually take some action steps to try to actually solve this problem or at least make it better? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, man, exactly. Chad, any, I know we've been talking a lot, but any, any things that you kind of want to jump into before we get into the real discussion? Honestly, I feel like this is a really good topic to talk about with the intelligent world because this is something that's relevant in today's society. I mean, even the pandemic right now, creating so much anxiety and, and depression and everything. So I feel like this is a really important, to uh, important topic to talk about with our podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. 
and I think Daniel is going to hop into this, but just alone with COVID and everything, we've had all these people trapped inside for months and months and months. And a lot of unfortunate cases of people even more anxious, more depressed, just overall in a bad mental space. But I think that it's not necessarily just because of that. Obviously, people miss going outside. They miss the interaction with friends, which can lead to this, absolutely. But I think it it shows a more deep a more underlying issue that people are not okay with being alone in a sense, you know? And it's a matter, okay, who, who am I deep down and am I okay with that person? So <laughs> that leads to a whole long conversation, but I'll let Daniel kind of take it away in regards to hopping into the COVID side of this problem. Yeah, well, no, that's a very interesting point. It's something that I do want to touch on before, but before we kind of get into this thing, I want to give a quick disclaimer before I talk into some general talking points. And that is none of us are mental health professionals. All of mm-hmm. us are, you know, like we've said, we're college students, you know, from all different majors. Uh, I'm personally a psych major and, and have been going to therapy. So I think I have a little bit more of an in-depth look and understanding of what is happening, but that doesn't mean by any extent that I'm an expert or know what I'm, you know, really what I'm talking about. So, you know, audience, please bear that in mind that we're coming from again, people that are trying to do good things and, and have a goodwill not coming from a place of, of prestige or expertise or even pretending to be anything uh, of an, any type of authority. So I just want to give that disclaimer now so that you can really be with us during this conversation and, and understand what we're trying to do here. But with that, I did want to give some talking points. So allow me to read some things here. 53% of adults in the U.S. have reported that their mental health has been negatively impacted due to worry and stress. So anxiety really is the main um, symptom here, or the main, I guess you could say, uh, trying to look for the word here. I I don't know why I'm blanking, but the main diagnosis, that's the right word I'm trying to say. Anxiety is the main diagnosis here because of the coronavirus. So 53% of adults in the United States, that's very, very big. And and I'll, I'll bring that with another anecdotal kind of statistic for you. Uh, based on, on different therapists, I've been able to talk to both friends, both supervisors, both even my own, um, you know, there has been a significant rise, significant, significant rise in, in the amount of, of diagnoses and the amount of people going to therapy, mostly, you know, virtually, this is, this is a really big thing. This is a really big deal. This is by no means something that we can overlook. Uh, and and again, that's 53% of adults that have reported this. It's a big uptick in, in, in the amount of people that have really started to feel this way, you know, since since before pre-COVID, I guess that you could say. Mm-hmm. With that, uh, many adults are reporting specific negative impacts on their mental health and well-being, you know, such as the difficulty of sleeping. That's 38% of these people in this survey done by KFF tracking poll uh, that was conducted in mid-July of last year. So that's 38% are citing, you know, a negative ability in sleeping, you know, 32% increase in eating, in eating, not disorders, but eating, you know, difficulties, whether that be overeating or undereating, uh, which that can get into, you know, diagnoses of, you know, anorexia nervosa or different things, or, or maybe even overeating. So that can lead to, to certain diagnoses. You have increase in alcohol consumption or substance use. That's a 12% reportage. And, and again, just another anecdotal thing. I think that all of us, who use social media can say that that 12% in this study is, is kind of, at least for me, underwhelming because the amount of people I've seen and, and the amount of, I guess, stories, again, this is anecdotal evidence, but it is, is actually way more than that 12% of, you know, I mean, Chris, I, I see you frowning. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, absolutely. I mean, even just as a college student or a high school student, a couple of years back, like I don't know about your experience, but for me, literally, you could probably say more than half of the people in that high school. We we go to we went all into a very nice high school. All come from very nice backgrounds. It's not even like there's a lot of familial problems that arise within most yeah. of these families. You know? So, j- just within that alone, I I wouldn't be surprised to say more than half of these people have some anxiety, depression at some level. So. That, that, that's as you just said it's more anecdotal experience you know so 
I'll, I'll say that is kind of the reason why for my reaction. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm right there with you, Chad. Yeah. I mean, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of shocking hearing all these these percentages skyrocket all due to the pandemic, mm. and it, it's crazy that th how much the the pandemic has impacted this these these people, and that's that's where it's really shocking on my end. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And again, those are the statistics we had for you. Definitely uh, in our an adjoining oh my god i can't speak right now i'm so sorry should be able to if i'm running a podcast but in a you know consecutive episodes and we'll definitely continue to talk about this theme we'll bring up more statistics we'll bring up a lot more evidence that we can use uh but again really what the purposes in this episode and kind of our idea was really let's talk about ourselves our positions in in you know just with our mental health issues uh just mental health experiences during covid and again we're limiting this to life in the COVID-19 pandemic, mm -hmm. at least for right now, but this is a thing that we will continue to talk about for a while. So, so real quick, that, go you, ahead, Chris. Before you hop on too, because I think that with all these statistics, people are get a pretty good grasp. Oh, wow. What's the current situation right now? Okay. What, what I would love to hear from the both of you is, okay, why do we believe this is the case? Obviously we COVID-19, but like, what about it? You know, like, what do you think has led to such a, a dramatic increase in all these statistics and why are they so high? Yeah, I'll, I'll let yeah. Chad go first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it's one of, I, Chris, I think you mentioned it before, um, uh, but pretty much like sheltering ourselves and, and, and sort of like the whole general lockdown and not being able to see other people and, mm -hmm. and hang out like we used to. Um, and it really kind of uh, pulls up the fact of how big people are to each other and how, how much of an importance they are in our daily lives. And um, I feel like that that definitely has an impact on, on these these high percentages that we see. Yeah, I mean, for me, maybe going a little bit more technical, we, we definitely are social creatures. And I think one big thing is, is like Chad was saying, and I know Chris was saying earlier is having a lack of social connections, you know, social media, as much as we like to see it, and we've talked about this before, and we're going to keep talking about it, but it's not an exact substitute mm -hmm. for, for social connections. You know, it, mm -hmm. it's just not. It's not the same thing as, you know, sitting next to your buddy and we're doing it so safely right now, mm -hmm. but it's not the same thing as FaceTiming or something like that or Zooming, right? And, yeah. and it's just not, and we have an understanding and that's why it's been so hard. But that lack yeah. of social connection actually has a reduction in, you know, hormonal responses being oxytocin, which is like the happiness one or, or you know, any of the other ones. So there's real physiological changes that are happening mm -hmm. and it's really a decrease in physiological uh, changes that are happening because of this lack of social connection. That's one, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. two, what Chris said is, is very, very uh, on point here is being by yourself or even, you know, like myself or, or any of us who are locked down with their family or, or whatever it may be, you're alone. And so you, there's a lot of self introspection, which can lead to negative self introspection, right? Where we are really talking about, you know, uh, rumination, right? Which is a, a term typically associated with effects of depression. But um, really, rumination is just, again, very much um, internal thinking, self-consideration, right? And, and it almost does have a little bit of a negative connotation because you're pushing it. For, so, for example, right, in symptoms of depression, rumination would take place in the sense of really looking inward to focus on what is wrong with myself, right? So I'm looking at, at one aspect or maybe one thing that went wrong, and I'm really digging into why this happened to me, what's wrong with me. All that stuff and that really truly is what rumination kind of is and again a simplistic kind of terminology or at least a simplistic view but this is happening more and more because we're left alone with our thoughts and because even if we're with our families we're kind of getting tired of them and, and, and focusing in on ourselves mm -hmm. and that can be a good thing right yeah, you know there's a absolutely. lot of different people that you know do that whether buddhist priests or whatever it may be or sorry buddhist monks that do a lot of self-introspection but there has to be a control and i think this immediate lack of social connection and i know i'm talking for a while i'm sorry but this immediate lack of social connections this you know more self introspection this rumination now really starts to lead to 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 negative consequences especially because yeah. the the general populace because mm -hmm. of this negative connotation of therapy and uh and, and it's just true um and this almost um non-scientific put it to the side type of perspective on psychology right yeah. uh you know our own they don't people the, the general populace don't know how to deal with this and they don't have the tools to deal with this 
And so what happens is now you're in your room alone, mm -hmm. thinking about who you are and what you are and why am I so alone and not being able to deal with that because they don't have the tools to do that. Yeah. So I can talk about this for hours, but I'm going to go ahead and give it back to Chris here. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, and I think that both of you guys brought up really great points, like especially you, Chad, or actually you, Daniel, too, in the beginning, as you're saying, like, we're social creatures. You know, it's like we, we need that interaction and, and it's been stripped of us. Because I've heard a lot of varying experiences throughout this entire COVID pandemic. I mean, for me, crazily enough, like, honestly, the time in the pandemic of the lockdown, like that, that was honestly like one of the most pivotal times in my life, I would say. Like I learned so much about myself and it's, here's the thing, cause you can go into all these different things just on the power of the mind and everything. And this leads down a whole nother rabbit hole. But one quote kind of, it's slightly on a tangent, but one quote that one person told me once and it stuck with me forever, okay? If you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you're depressed, you're living in the past, mm -hmm. okay? If you're at peace, you're living in the present moment. So obviously I, I do understand that, unfortunately some people's present moments were not the best during this pandemic zeroed out about that and it's just a matter okay how can we best fix that and turn whatever the situation is into the most positive we can look not every situation is going to be super positive though regardless i believe one thing that would be extremely helpful and just allowing people and kind of taking the transition okay what is the situation why do we believe in that okay what's maybe a, a solution that we can take so, so many people focus on things that might happen in the future or have happened in the past. And of course, it's so much easier said than done. Even as a person that I've had, like coaches try to help me through this, I struggle with this. But the thing is, if we can hopefully, and this is our hope with the podcast, if we can just enlighten people, put it out into the spotlight so people can see and be like, oh, wow. Okay, that makes sense. You know? they can hopefully start working towards it. So I think that, yes, of course, we're talking about unprecedented times, <laughs> no doubt about that. Some very difficult situations in regards to staying at home, not being able to see people. I mean, even something I'm curious, I wanted to ask you, Daniel, just even exposure to sunlight and physical activity, just what effect that has on people. I'm sure it's not a positive one. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, we'll, we'll definitely yeah. get into that. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the time. I want to make sure that we're, that we're having enough time too, but yes, yes. that's definitely something that I'll bring up later in the episode. Um, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, just the physiological stuff too. Right. It has yeah. a huge stuff. Uh, and I'll, like, yeah, if I don't mind chiming in for a yeah, second, um, I feel like we, we definitely see that with schools being online now and it actually walking to class. A lot of, mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of us are just sitting on a laptop on our beds yeah. and well, not having yeah. not having to walk to class or drive to or even ride our bikes or any like mm -hmm. of that physical activity that's yeah. that's pretty much lost right now due to everything being online and not having the same impact as having classes in person so uh that's just one thing i wanted to say right there it, an interesting point that i think i could bring so i spent beginning of january until halfway through february over in belgium and one thing I noticed, obviously it's much more characteristic of European cities, walk around the squares, enjoy a walk, right? But, but it was so interesting to me because of course a lot of people are working remotely, but you just see after work like the streets are flooded, flooded with people everywhere. Just because in a sense, I, I felt tied to the point people are just lacking that amount of physical activity, that social interaction in a sense. You know, and maybe they're not physically interacting with people, but they're at least close to people, which for the past, what, year now? Yeah, maybe? about to be a year. Like they, they haven't had, actually in Europe, yeah, it's been over a year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So to me, it's just like, okay, how do we, because look, COVID is going to change everything. <laughs> yeah. For a very long time, in my opinion. The way we function, the way we interact, especially as businesses, right? But how do we keep that social interaction? 
and also that physical activity that is so vital to the human body in it, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, we're going we're gonna to pick up this conversation again. Uh, we're we're going to pick up this conversation again. We're going to have Chris come back uh, a little later in the episode. But before you go, yes. I, I wanted to see if you can give us a little tease, a little, a little tease before you come back of, of just very briefly your kind of experience in general. I know you touched on about it a little bit, but just, uh, you know, just a few words on your experience right now with mental health in, in the pandemic. And then we'll, we'll pick this up when you come back on the show. Yeah. So my experience with mental health in the pandemic, um, I would, I would lie to tell you throughout the entire time. It was amazing. The very inception of the pandemic destroyed me. Like I was with my long-term girlfriend who is actually from Europe while I was there. And basically what happened is both of us were here in the United States studying and then pandemic broke out. And then immediately we were supposed to spend another three months together before we had that. Okay. You have to go your way. I have to go. And it was just gone. And like being quiet, that just destroyed me. It really did for probably better part of two months. And mentally I, I wasn't necessarily like, Oh, like, it was just rather like the mental funk that I got put into and then from there I'm not necessarily happy to admit this but I just dug myself into video games dug myself into YouTube anything to take my mind off of the current situation about me just being completely stripped from my girlfriend you know so we, we could definitely talk about this more later but I think that that's another thing too that a lot of people do, they just drown themselves in stuff to try to eliminate the pain, eliminate the need to actually confront what's going on. I know as, as a person who works on their mental health and I'm building all of it, I did it for two months, right? So that was the beginning part of my pandemic lockdown sense. After that, I mean, especially during these two months too, it might be correlated, I was also, subscribing to mainstream medias and not to get political but mainstream media's thought on everything if my parents left the house just even go around the the neighborhood to walk not going near anyone i was freaking out oh no we're gonna catch cover it's it's anxiety Mm -hmm. it's it's unnecessary they're not going near anyone so that was also the same point during that two months and then just something clicked like wow what am i doing like right now I have more time than ever before. I wouldn't be here with my family normally ever un- under any circumstance. I, would, I was supposed to be in Singapore, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> a, a long-winded response to your question. As with life as a whole, you, you go through these ups and downs, okay? And the part that kills me about the mental health situation is that it, it seems to me that there's a stigma going around that having struggles, having these things is something that is abnormal. Everyone goes through it. And it, it's not like there's something wrong with you. We all worry about different things at times. Obviously, we work towards improving that, not worrying as much. But don't, but don't necessarily think there's something wrong with you by having these thoughts, by having that. It's, it's okay to think it, but then get yourself out of there. Realize, oh, wow, this is what's going on and remove yourself. So question about my experience turning into a <laughs> teaching moment. <laughs> my, my experience, I wouldn't trade for anything else during this pandemic. Zero doubt. It's taught me more about myself give me a ton of time to reflect and look within and to understand what are the real workings of this. Cause I can tell you, if you can understand what's in here, it's game over. Your, your mind is the most powerful thing you possess without a doubt. And for you to understand how to use it best, you have to understand how it works. And that's what this time during the pandemic was for me. So I'm very happy with what I was able to learn during the pandemic, what I was able to grow during the pandemic. So we could touch all more about that later, but in a nutshell. 
how long that show <laughs> <laughs> no buddy thank you so much um you make up great points um and we'll continue to talk about that we're gonna let you go for right now but we understand that you'll be back uh later in the episode so thanks buddy let okay. us cut to our first break shall we awesome. all right we'll be right back for continuing to be here with us chris uh had to bounce for a second he will be back um to continue talking about this uh with us but we have uh marco ramici and matt newstat aka dj wheels who have been able to join our, our conversation are going to stick with us for the rest of the episode as we kind of go ahead and continue talking about mental health so we're back from the break you know, we talked about some statistics that there's been a 53% increase in reporting of mental health issues in the United States, right? And there's you know, been, uh, if we further break that down, there's been, you know, um, just so many things, whether it be a difficulty sleeping, eating, you know, increase in alcohol and drug use, just worsening chronic conditions. All of these are upticks in percentages by pretty big significant standards, mm -hmm. if I do say so myself. Yeah. Uh, and again, just as a disclaimer, as we kind of come back from, from our break, is that, you know, as Marco and Matt kind of join us here now, we're in no way, no shape or form, you know, an authority on this matter. We're here really just to talk about our experiences in mental health and what kind of we think about this whole experience. But with yeah. that being said, I've talked quite a lot. And so I'm going to give it over to Chad so he can lead our conversation kind of going inward. Maybe mm -hmm. we can talk about maybe all of our experiences with mental health. Yeah, so... Are we, we're pretty much just talking about um, our experience with, with um, yeah, with the like pan, with the pandemic going on right now and, and everything. So I feel yeah. like it's kind of for me, it's it 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 was hard with um, uh, as you all know, like with the previous episodes, I worked at Disney, so did Marco, and so did Daniel. I feel like it was it was hard. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was hard for me, um, unfortunately, being let go from that job yeah. as because of the closure of, of the theme park. So I feel like when I, when I lost that, that job that I really enjoyed doing, it just, it, it, it kind of, it was really, it was really hard because I love doing that. My, I feel like my mental health kind of slipped a little bit and I was feeling a little bit down. I was feeling depressed. And so yeah. I, I needed something to kind of fill in that gap and um, to kind of make me want to do stuff again, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of with that, um, and Marco and Matt, what we were, what Chris was kind of talking about, and we were talking about is really what we think is is being the biggest factors of this kind of uptick is is like that lack of social connection, that quick separation from society, and this you know intrinsic, um, very much so you know self reflection, uh, you know immediately. So how does I mean having those two kind of two things, did that kind of affect you? I know you talk a little bit about you know your separation from Disney, but. Mm -hmm. What I mean, addressing those two variables really is like that lack of social connection and that more time for like rumination. Did that affect you at all? Yeah, a little. I would say yeah, because I I enjoy being around my coworkers. Mm -hmm. Like again, it's that human connection. Even uh, when I was working, even if I wasn't having a good day at work, I still enjoyed it because right. I loved helping people. I love I love being there and working at Disney and helping the guests feel welcomed and right. and doing all that stuff. So it kind of it kind of made me feel down when i didn't get to do that anymore and so um i'm sure marco and and, and you can relate and um with with us not working there anymore i'll i'll, I'll go last because i definitely want to give a chance for marco to talk about so so same question to you marco is if you feel comfortable if you can you know talk to us a little bit about your dealings with mental health specifically in the pandemic and then you know really addressing those two variables of, of lack of social connection and then more time for introspection it, have those variables affected you at all? But yeah, go for it. I hated this pandemic because I'll, I'll give you guys a little insight. Um, in our friend group, I was a little bit MIA before the pandemic actually hit. And that was because I was really just trying to figure out myself. Because, you know, I, I, I've always had mental health issues, um, being ADHD, ADD, whatever you want. Actually, you know what? Guess what I did? Guess what I did? So I don't call it ADHD, ADHD anymore. I call it S-A-H-A, uh, selective 
attention, hyperactive ability. Instead of looking at it as a negative thing, I looked at it as a, like a special ability. I just need a master. I need to learn how to use my, you know, disability in a good way. So, and that's what I did it. That's what I did in the recent, um, in my recent mental health, but in the beginning, um, I finally got my life together. I finally, you know, I'm my, I, I finally figure out how to function in the right way to where I'm going in the right direction and I'm still able to enjoy life. And I was doing, uh, I was going to school in the morning and then after school, I would go to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training and then I would come home, walk my dog, do homework, eat dinner with my family, go to work at Disney on the weekends and get home at three in the morning and the next day just go through everything all over again. So my mental health was at the, was at its prime before the pandemic. But during the pandemic, I just, I, I fell so hard, dude. It, it sucked. You know, I've gained, I, I've gained weight. Everyone's gained weight, you know, during the pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's that, and that, that's also thick. bad for me. Thick boy. Yeah, dude. No, no, no. Honestly, I'll be honest. Like it, it, it even ties into the fact that like, you know, my, me low recognizing that, you know, I am, that I've, I've been gaining weight doesn't help with my mental health either because then it's like the anxiety kicks in oh my god you know my clothes are gonna fit me when i get out of this pandemic but i'm like no 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 it's it's okay you know it's 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 when this pandemic is over you get to go and do the things you like to do it's it's you literally can't be active because it's not safe to be an active person you know and the way i'm active i'm active by going to the gym and going to brazilian jiu-jitsu i hate working out at home it's so boring i tried so many things <laughs> All of you guys know that I used to do a thing called movie workout where I literally watched a movie while running on an elliptical machine. Yeah. Allie did that for like five days and I watched five Marvel movies and my brain was just ready to. <laughs> Sorry, dang it. I cursed. Nice. Yes. Oh, now we, got I am not now the we first have to put one. the explicit mark in there. Dang it. I'm not, I'm not the first. <laughs> I'm not the first person to do it. I did it. I can't believe I did it. Yeah, I went all this time, Chad. I went safely, okay? No, well, I can't. Well, let, let's can't continue our, our, our PC conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. PC I, PG. Yeah. PG, my bad, my PG, bad. PG, um, PC I don't know why I said PC. PG is personal. Yeah, why you said say PG? Now Daniel's embarrassed. Yay. Anyways, um, so I had all this stuff, you know, that I was, I finally figured out. And then the pandemic hits and you go from all-time high to an all-time low. Uh, all-time low. low is an awesome band. <laughs> all-time low. Great band. Um, and, you know, even, dude, lately, like, I, I, I've, had, I've been having the worst sleep. I, I, I don't know what it was. I thought it was the range of my pillows. I made a pillow for it out of all the pillows I had. I thought, I will, you know, so mental health during the pandemic is definitely super high. It's not fun. This, I don't like being at home. I want to be outside like my room i'm sick of my room at this point my room makes me depressed not not severely depressed where hey i need help but like i don't feel good about myself i don't feel encouraged it's not fun to be in here all the time you know and it's it's honestly like i make excuses i ask my mom hey uh, can i go to the store do we need eggs do we need milk can uh, do you want gum i'll go get you gum like i want to get out of the house as much as possible you know so uh from my personal experience with the uh, pandemic, it's it's very it's been very challenging. I've actually seen a counselor at school, and they've helped me identify certain. I, I I learned that I have certain anger issues. I have I do have a sleeping problem, and uh, I have a I have social anxiety. I and the, the way he was able to tell that I have social anxiety was that um, I I uh, I take my brother's cat from where he sleeps, and I literally like bring him to my bed and I lay down and I just kind of pet him until I finally fall asleep. When I don't do that, I, I can't fall asleep. It's this weird thing. I need to know something living and something I know is near me. It's a weird thing. So uh, yeah, it's, those are the things I learned about myself during this pandemic. And it's, it's been real tough. You know, it's not fun at all. I hate it, but you know, you got to find the tools to help you uh progress and keep moving you know because this it's not gonna this is not gonna last forever it would have ended a while ago but certain people don't like to do their job but let's not get into that <laughs> definitely uh definitely something for that's a different conversation. topic absolutely but um i think you guys a great point here and sorry matt we're gonna get to you right away mm -hmm. but i mean i think marco yeah i talked for a while there my bad no 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 no, no. this no, is the opportunity for us not. to talk and share our stories um i i think he brings up a great point which is monotony 
Yeah. Right. Which is, I think, something that Chris and, and, and define, and, define, define monotony. Monotony and uh, just the repetition every single you know Absolutely. day. Yeah. Uh, having no routine. Exactly. Having, well, like, no, actually, having a routine. We're not really. I, I think you're right. Actually. Right, just like, yeah. Uh, just repetition without a routine, right? Because Chris, who we had on, who, and he can talk about it. You know, he's very much wakes up at 5 a.m. He's very business like minded, as you guys have got to know him during his interview. Um, you know, very much, you know, precise and, and to the point. But in that sense, he has a routine. But even he, I'm sure, would talk about the monotony of being in your room, of not really getting outside those walls, of having to do these same things because there's no really big uh, alternative. Yeah. And so I think that's a, a great thing that Marco brought up. Um, and I think that's another variable to add to the list, Matt, here as we kind of turn to you is if you can share a little bit about your experience with mental health in the pandemic and, and then you know, really addressing the, the variables of lack of social connections, monotony, and, um, and the other one was, uh, was with more in, was more opportunities for rumination. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Yeah. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. My COVID experience not been the best. I, I had a death in the family early into it, you know, so that kind of was a very big fright. It really deterred me from a lot of different things, whether it was seeing people. Because literally the week before that, I was at a party for a friend, you know. And then a few weeks after that, death hit. And we were all like, okay, don't go out, don't do anything. And basically up until a few months ago, I was very just driven to stay home. I had no drive to do anything. The only time I'd really go out is if I was going through a drive-thru. And the thing about me is I am very, very social. I I, I will go on drive, especially now, I've just kind of found my, cope and my coping mechanism is just going on a long drive, putting my stereo at max, annoying the people in the other cars <laughs> next to me while I'm listening to my music because I just don't care what they think. Yeah. You know, just trying to do my own thing. And that's kind of what I've had to work with, like, going around it is, you know, the anxiety of going out or something like that. Mm-hmm. The only way I figured in my mind was the only way I'm going to get over that is if I just push through it in a way that is healthy for myself. So I took it one step at a time. You know, I didn't go back to work for a while, and now I'm finally starting to go back just because it's, you know, everything's starting to finally die down, and it's at a point where I feel... That's the main thing I told myself is I need to be comfortable with what I'm doing. And so anything that's been out of my comfort zone, I tend to stick away from or I assess it in my mind. Uh, That's the thing about me also, you guys will learn. Um, these guys already know this about me. I will assess something in my mind extremely thoroughly. Basically, to the point of overboard, I will overboard just all out. You you overthink it. it. Absolutely. I overthink 90% of the things I think. It could be, I could overthink a joke and be like, all right, this is perfect. You you overthink overthink what they said and then you miss the joke. Hey, no, I pick up on that and I and I return it in sarcasm, and then that's oh, where it confuses okay. you. Wow. That, I confuse um, you with my sarcasm. Okay, this just confused me. Exactly. <laughs> this is news that, to you. That was. Yeah. This was the goal all along to confuse you, Marco. That was my yeah. goal. That's how I deal with this anxiety of mine. Is I just confuse you. That's Matt. You know, he's a wild card. You never know what he's gonna do. And exactly. Confused. He, and this time he confused the, uh, me. Dun dun dun. He's the uh, yeah. uh, the uh, reverse card in Uno. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's so annoying. Why'd you say? Because yeah. hey. got that. And then boom, reverse, and then reverse again, and reverse. I can't reverse. tell you the amount of times I've pulled up to Chad's house and just been like, Chad, I'm outside your front door, and he's like, I'm not even home, and I'm like, All right. <laughs> oh, that and was you that did that? Yeah. <laughs> I texted you. Were talking, you. Yeah, that's the. Did he text you? So you should know that it was him. Yeah, we had a plan to go. I had a plan to go over to your house one night. That that was gonna be fun. On like it was Fourth of July night. I was gonna light off some fireworks in front of your house. <laughs> let, yeah, let, that, that was a plan. I, I could see that would have gone well. Yeah. Let Let's get this conversation back on the rails here. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry. <laughs> li- let's get back on track. A, a little bit here. Yeah. us. Let's get on track right now. <laughs> but, but Matt, thanks, thanks for sharing, man. And, and I really appreciate you know you, you talking about and being vulnerable with us and, and our audience as well about what you've gone through. Um, but you know, just kind of follow up question for you. Do you think that things have gotten better or or worse for you in the sense of, you know, being in your room kind of so often alone and, and having to kind of think about and dwell on things and right and, and, at first and I really... thought it was good. At first I thought it was good. I thought, mm-hmm. okay, this gives me time to think about things. But eventually you have enough. That's the problem. Is eventually you hit a certain point where you tell yourself am i still thinking about this or am i just kind of you know right sitting here for no reason right and you know it used to be where i'd spend you know eight hours a day in my room and then spend the rest of the time out in the living room or out in the back patio just you know doing that and i really wasn't doing anything i mean the only time i go somewhere is going over to a different friend's friend of mine's in orange you know, that was the only time I'd really go somewhere. Um, I remember when I took my driver's license, I was scared about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I literally was sitting there and I was like, do I really want to take this test right before this, you know, before I have to go in and renew whatever I had to go renew? And, you know, I sat there and I was like, do I really want to go through this if someone's going to get in my car? And the thing I learned about it is you just kind of have to do it. That's I know that kind of sounds a little harsh, um, but there are certain things that you have to do, and there's no way getting around it. Like, like Marco said, going to the grocery store. It's that was something I would do, and you know, it was a way for me to get out. It was just something to get me out of. You know, your your imagine your house is a box. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna draw a diagram for this. Gonna, we can't gonna, see you for this diagram. I'm going to send Just... Chad a Microsoft Paint of yeah, some house that I've poorly drilled. Okay? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record a video. I know, I know you're right below us right now, but I just, <laughs> just send us something, okay? I am below you always, okay? He's looking at, he's looking at the, no the Zoom box right there. There we go. I'm, 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 I'm currently drawing in the Zoom box. Uh, I am using parentheses, you know, backspaces and all that. Um but imagine your house is a box mm. and you're stuck in this box. Mm. Yes, yes, there you go, Chad. Mm. That is how I felt at one point. I felt like I was in a sealed box with, you know, you know, with having to deal with the pandemic. You know, I felt like there's not really anywhere to go out. There's nothing to do until they finally started opening up restaurants with the outsides. And I was very happy about that. Um, but, you know, it felt like a good period of time. I've actually felt like I was in a box. You know, I didn't think I could go out and do anything. And then the main thing was, is I kept questioning, do I want to go out and do anything? Right, right. Yeah. Eventually, I realized, okay, my, I'm not being myself. It's time to book it. Time to book it to Shanghai. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go do something. Mm. And, you know... I was very happy. I, I noticed a lot of more positive feelings when I started to go outside, whether it was walking a dog down the street, right? you know, conversing with neighbors or something. I was happy. I was, you know, I was back to being myself. And so that was, um, that was one of the first methods that I used of kind of overcoming my anxiety about the pandemic because don't get me wrong. Um, I have anxiety. Like I, I, not di- not diagnosed, but self-diagnosed anxiety. There, there's a big difference between that. I just tell my, like, I, I just know I have anxiety because I freak out about the littlest things. Like, I think anxiety is very common to the point where I don't, you don't need to get a professionally diagnosed. I like. No, it's self-diagnosed. Like, I, I, I haven't been. Yeah, anxiety is so common in us youth, especially like between like when you start high school and you're either in the middle of college or you're just getting out of college. Anxiety is just it's just it's just put into you, and honestly, like I I get such bad anxiety sometimes about the stupidest things that my mom is like, "Why are you stressing out about this? This is like nothing to do with your stress." And I'm like, you know, you have a fair point. So, so I just really quick. 
uh, and and I just want to make a clear clarification that there is anxiety that we kind of all feel. And then yeah. there's, you know, the actual diagnosis of an anxiety disorder, which is much more there. There's certain qualifications that you have to meet in, our, in the DSM five, which is the manual that psychologists use to to give diagnoses out and then to to conduct therapy. You know, it, it gives you certain criteria that you have to meet in order to be diagnosed. So, yeah, I, the reason I want to make this clarification is because Marco's right in the sense of he's mar- he's right in a way in a sense of we all kind of feel anxious at times. Yeah. And, and anxiety is actually a very primal instinct or, or a very base kind of feature that we, that humans have and, and we share with our, you know, primate cousins. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, then the diagnosis of anxiety is, is something a little bit different. Uh, and Matt, I do, I do suggest that if you can to, you know, if you are feeling that you truly have a, you know, a, a, an actual, mental health issue of anxiety that you 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 do take the time to check that out because it's it's worth i did out. i did yeah i did you know i i evaluated it as like is this something i need to talk about because um people that have adhd that are as severe like as in me and marco i mean me and marco have very very or marco do you or is yours not that problem? no mine's mine's very it used to be bit, but like it's it's very low like i'm i've, I've gained control that's what I, I remember back in high school it was higher yeah for sure dude you have a different name for yeah. marco <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, yeah i did, I did. Uh, matt if you'd like to spread the word i am no longer calling my adhd adhd i'm calling it s-a-h-a selective attention hyperactive ability it gives it gets rid of the negative sounding so to it Sa-ha. Well, Matt, S A H A. If you remember, Matt, this is something that we had actually talked about in our first episode, yeah, very yeah. first episode, mm-hmm. uh, about you know changing that that negative connotation to make it an ability, and I think that's something that I mean, kudos to you, Marco, for doing that. So that's perfect. Yeah. The reason, the way I got that idea was from uh, I was watching uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. And that scene Fantastic where Bruce, uh, Bruce Banner, he's saying like, you know, I used to look at the Hulk as a disease, but then I started looking at him as a solution. 18 months in the gamma lag. I put the bo- the bronze and the brains together. Now look at me, best of both worlds. And I'm like, hey, maybe I should do that with ADHD. And hey, I feel much better about myself. I feel more <laughs> confident in myself. You know, it's it's I look at it as something like this is something that can help me more than hold me back. You know, because that's what the professionals like. They were like, "Oh, you have ADHD. You should take Adderall and all that." It's like, no, no. Isn't it right it's, after it's... that, the the first movie though, he's like, "Professor, that might be a very good time for you to get angry." That's my secret. I'm always angry. That's all, like, I'm like, that's me. <laughs> Sign me up. Two, Sign me two, up. Uh, two different approaches to. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there. If you want to talk about a mental mindset, that is a perfect example. Going from "I'm always angry" to putting the best of both worlds, the brain and the brawn, together. That's, I mean, that, that's yeah. a mental health that's pretty a, in itself. That's, that's definitely a topic for another episode. Right, real quick. Yeah. I do actually want to make us go to another break. When we come back to the break, we'll talk about a few more things. So we'll be right back. Thank you for sticking with us. final little portion here you've heard from almost all of us i'll I'll talk about myself for a second Mm -hmm. if that's okay with all of you um but we've heard about each other's kind of experiences with mental health in this pandemic we brought up a few different variables right we've talked about monotony we've talked about putting ourselves in this box as a diagram that matt wants to draw up for the show (laughs) we talked about you know more or increased time for introspection and rumination Mm-hmm. And um, and then you know this lack of social connection. So so with that, I'll try to briefly talk about my experience, if that's all right with everyone. Absolutely, but, um, absolutely. You know, with me, what you've noticed is that in our group we have uh, a lot of different types of people, right? And so some of some of us have different mental health issues that we or that have existed that predate you know the COVID nineteen pandemic. And and for me, I'm definitely one of those people. I have been diagnosed, you know, with with things with a. Uh, an anxiety disorder and with, uh, with, with depression, you know, um, it's something I've been dealing with. And that's something that I, I thought it was going to, you know, magically leave me when I left puberty and it has persisted like butterflies, like butterflies and into the wind and they have not dusted. 
with that Thanos snap, they did not go away. They're still so here. many Marvel, so many Marvel illusions. But yeah, but, but really, not. I mean, it, it's just something I have to yeah. live with. And and similar to what Matt and uh, Marco have said, it, it's all about mindset. And for me, I stopped thinking about it as something a disability. And that's mostly really because of the school of psychology that I really associate with. The behavioral school of psychology really takes away from saying. You know, Chad, you have an anxiety disorder. This is how you have to live your life. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being, you know, you, you have something that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to find a way to navigate life with that? Right. By changing your behavior, by changing your mindset, by using aspects of the cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, or positive psychology or acceptance and commitment therapy act. Yeah. You know, so many different parts of psychology that can be used. And that's really what I kind of fall into. What can I change in my life? What outlook can I change in order to to really address this? But absolutely, to sum up to... what he's just said in a more harsher but also direct way, you need to do what you want and not make excuses, and then you'll achieve what you want. Yeah, uh, that that's not too easier far away. Easier said from... than done. Easier said. I feel, said like, than I feel easier, like that's easier said hey, than yeah. done. That's if why you put your mind to it, then you, you can, can do, do it. it. And, and and that's not too far off, really, because like, oh man, Ooh, nice. I'm so sorry. But you know, the CBT model really is about understanding what is going on and then changing your behavior and changing your outlook. And that's hard, you know. Yeah. And, and that's you know just the school. I the hardest part is accepting it. The hardest part. And, is and that's exactly it. what you know acceptance and commitment therapy truly is about. But I digress. What I'm trying to say is, you know, during this pandemic, I had to start facing, you know, different things. Similar to Marco, I was living life really well starting a new new job finally truly making friends at the university I go you were gonna to say jujitsu you were gonna say jujitsu no no i, was, <laughs> no, <you're> <laughs> I, I don't think he was i don't think he was going anywhere near that friends at the university i was really starting to make i was starting to get a family i was seeing these guys a little bit more often yeah it was great it was my birthday on the day everything went down you know and, and the world yeah got that sucked down. yeah and the world got that was it, it was uh, really, that's, a, that's a day to remember because a lot of people are seeing yeah. to post stuff on social media from last year saying, yeah. oh, what did you record on March 13th, 2020? And so we were here at the house <laughs> celebrating. Yeah, yeah, we were at a party. We were all having a party over there watching Star Wars or something. And yeah, I was laid down. I, 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 was I the... remember you asking uh, uh, us like, oh, what, what do you guys want to do when you get home? Well, it's your birthday. so. <laughs> yeah, but... This man was trying to have us think of what he wanted to do for his birthday today was all about him yeah we, what's we the matter with you there. I'm, yeah, hey i'm trying to consider it and see what the group wants to do Please, no, it's, I, your I, birthday. it's your birthday it's your <laughs> yeah it was your birthday it's like if like for you we don't i mean care. for me i keep it simple it's either we hang out at the house or it's like we go catch a movie no. you know like i keep it simple like that mm-hmm. or you know yo seriously we all gotta do a vegas trip Mm-hmm. We missed out on that, Absolutely. but but anyway, again, we keep we keep off topic. Sorry, uh, but but the point I'm trying to make is it, it was hard for me because I immediately stopped making these social connections, and, and for me, <laughs> bless you, Excuse bless me. you, bless you, bless you, uh, bless and, you. And, and for me, I I didn't do the FaceTime, and, and I would text occasionally with these guys and, and with mm-hmm. other people. But what really was keeping me in the game was school, and and around this same times, the same time, you know, my pet died. Not. Uh, you know, a month before we got shut down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, that was really rough for me. And, uh, you know, the friends I was making in the family, I was making at school and in my work, that was crumbling. You know, I only got to work for Disney for two weeks. Everything kind of around me. And yeah. it's a very central yeah. theme of everything falling apart. And at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, very great things happened for me, right? I was yeah. continuing to be able to work at the university I go to. I got published, you know, not too long after. And I can say that and I'm very proud of that. But, you know, despite that, whether there's been ups and downs, it's been a very crazy year and I had to deal with that. And and there was one part, and I'm going to be completely honest, there was one part. I was experienced one of the worst depressive episodes I've had in a while, in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. It was very, very bad. And uh, it, it was just rough for me. It was really rough for me to navigate and I had to go back to therapy and even that truly wasn't really helping. But I can say that a year later, what I've learned is this. The social connections truly matter. Again, we're very social creatures. The monotony of it all and staying in this room, you know, has been, you know, has affected uh, mental health. You know, again, monotony, social connection. 
all these kind of different factors that we've talked about being yeah. in that box not being able to trap you know like i said i read this uh statistic that worsening chronic conditions which i do have have risen 12 percent across the U- the u.s population or at least the part that was you know pulled that's very true you know my conditions have gotten worse so right what can we do now we've talked about what sucks in our lives and what we've learned in this last year and as we kind of wrap <laughs> up the show what sucks in what our sucks? lives it sucks you know, just like what, ah <laughs> what can we do guys what what, what can we do to make our situations better. And I just kind of want to hear from each of you very briefly as we kind of wrap up. Yeah. What have you done in this past year? What do you think you will do mm-hmm. to make yourself feel better one year later? Yeah. Almost one year to the day. So I'll start with, with Chad. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, like we said, it's, it's been such a struggle. It's been, there, there have been areas of confusion. Like, what do we do? Like, what are we going to do? We're going to be locked in a box for how we don't even know. Yes. Yeah. I think that my living in a box. Yeah. So I, but I feel like what I've done in the past year and I've taken time to reflect on myself. I've taken time to, to, to truly find who I am and what I want to be and then kind of look at my future in a way. Um, but even like the simplest things of like going for a walk or if you have a pet like Marco walking your dog or, or going for a bike ride yeah, or yeah. something to, continually stay active and and even though we're not physically going to places like we used to i feel like that's important because when if we don't have that that's what's kind of that's also a factor of why some of us are feeling the way we are right now and even if we can't see people physically then this kind of helps fill in that gap and it kind of makes us it kind of brings us up again yeah like 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 exercise bike rides um even like if you if you can't do that than like virtual happy hours with your friends yeah, over Zoom true. or yeah. like there's there are a lot of like online games you can play mm-hmm. and so I, I feel like if you if you find something like that that you love doing that will help you in a way get through this yeah definitely so, yeah thanks buddy I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Uh, Marco I think it really all comes down to for me what's been working was just uh you ever done a thing where you walk and like you your your leg hits the corner of a of a countertop and it hurts, but you're but you don't want to make a you don't want to be like oh you you're kind of like holding you just keep walking stiff face you know it, I didn't feel anything you ever done that yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so for me it's like this pandemic it's horrible it is horrible five hundred thousand people have died in a lot in the, in one year five hundred thousand. That's embarrassing. That's that's horrible. That's sad. This like I look at this whole entire situation, and I'm not, and I don't mean any insult or disrespect to those who have been severely affected, but this whole pandemic is pathetic because it could have easily been ta- been handled, you know. And that kind of helps me, you know, knowing, thinking to myself throughout the day, it's like I'm okay because I'm taking this seriously. If I take this pandemic seriously. I, I respect, it's not, it's respecting the science. You don't need to believe in science, but you do got to respect it because it has proven so much. It has pro- made us progress so much. So with that, you know, it's, it's, I just go about my day just being like, I'm fine. I'm doing what I need to do. Cause you know, it's, 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 it's not my job to take care of the whole country, you know? And that's what, that's what's what really been getting me and my family by. It's just, we take care of each other and ourselves and of course our friends. But it's like, you know, as long as you just keep going about your life and you just keep thinking that, you know, this isn't forever. It's not forever. It's just, you know, big big boss in the in the big boy chair uh, didn't want to do the job right. And, you know, I don't know how he's doing, but we're 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 bearing the bad part of it. And I hate that. But, you know, it's it's there's only so much I can do. But what I'm going to do is basically take care of myself. And knowing that I'm safe, knowing that my family is safe, makes me move forward even easier. You know, I have no problem with it. That that's how I get through the pandemic. You know, I just worry about who I need to worry about. Yeah, no, th- thank you for expressing your sentiments. Yeah, definitely, uh, Matt. Uh, my advice is to if you can drive, just go on a nice little car ride. I mean, to me, someone who's grown up loving cars. Uh, I love driving. 
I like driving fast. Uh, <laughs> I don't recommend that unless you're used to it. Um, be, don't be really careful. recommend safe that driving. at all. Safe driving. Yeah, sa safe driving. Don't do what I do. Um, <laughs> do Stanley Hudson's motto: "Drive fast, leave a sexy corpse." Exactly. Just give yeah. me my corpse. I, I, I think we're problem. trying to 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 promote positivity and safety on this show, though. So I would I would uh, advocate for safety dude, first. Dude, you wear Absolutely. a seatbelt, you're all good, dude. You wear a seatbelt, you're all good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm turning this show down. Oh, God. Um, hey, again, at the at the at the beginning on episode one, we we said that each of us have our own opinions, and so you know we don't have you audience doesn't have to agree with us, and and if one of us says something that the other people don't agree with, that's fine because we're you know this. Is I don't discussion. agree with you, what you just said, Daniel. So, I don't I don't want to agree with someone. I want to disagree with. Someone. I do not conform, so I'm not you, gonna Daniel. Agree. I am my own man. You know what? Yeah. That's, that's your prerogative, I guess. So anyway, everything you say, I'm going to do the opposite. So if you say jump off a cliff, I'm going to go jump in a pool. Do it. You tell me. <laughs> I'll be like, hi. Go ahead, Matt. Continue. Um. Anyway, but no, just listen to music. Do go on a nice walk, like while wearing a mask. <laughs> dude, if you're on a walk and you're not going near anyone, you're fine. I I have done the research on that. You are good to go. If you are overboard about it, yeah, you can wear a mask. I always just stick on one side of the street. I make sure no one's on my side of the street. I make sure my dogs don't. Your street doesn't there. have sidewalks, though. <laughs> yeah, so let's that's get where I get the let's get back on track. That's, that's, where, that's where I get to play 50-50 with the cars. You know, fun parts. Uh, um, but, uh, you yeah. know. Street. Yeah. <laughs> Cruising. They see me rolling. <laughs> I'm not going there. Don't worry, guys. You guys don't have to listen to that strike. ever again. I know. Yeah, copyright strike for my singing because it's so on point. <laughs> um, no, I mean, just you need to find an outlet. And I found an out outlet through whether it was gaming or it was, you know, binging all my favorite TV shows, going on a drive and blasting music, you know. Or, you know, there was one time where I even got to visit Marco. I sat outside his house in my car. Yeah. He stayed basically six feet away from me, maybe maybe five and a half feet, maybe maybe. He no, it was more because like you were in your driver's seat, I was on the sidewalk. There was mm -hmm. definitely more than six feet there. Oh, you weren't playing a risky game. No fun. Well, well, thank you, Matt. <laughs> Th thank you, Matt. Thank you, Mark. Thank me. you, Chad, so much for being here today. Um, and now I again I'll just share some actual tips from from different uh websites um tips from dealing with the pandemic definitely please check out the cdc.gov coronavirus 2019 everything that you can find there's tons of resources online for uh either dealing with the pandemic or just resources to learn more information about covid19 um and things that i've learned is definitely try to get involved if you're a college student trying to get involved online somehow with your university or wherever you're attending if you're an adult <clears throat> However, you can get involved in your community or at least with your family somehow uh, definitely can go leaps and bounds to helping, um, you know, just dealing with mental health. But some other things is something that I learned is, you know, reading or, or you know, adult coloring books or something like mm -hmm. that. If you're dealing with kids, you know, some toys that they can play with, some Legos are, yeah. I mean, amazing for, for I've, you know, I've hidden them all, but I'm a huge Lego nerd. Um, technically, I'm five years old. But um, it really <laughs> is, guys. But, uh, you know, another I've thing. I've seen his room. Yeah. Another thing is is utilizing a Headspace app. The name of the app is called Headspace. Mm -hmm. It's an annual subscription that you can go for. But it's very helpful in, in helping you do meditations, learning how to med meditate, and the, um, just the importance of that in mental health as well. Mm -hmm. Very, very essential, at least I believe. Yeah. Um, exercising definitely has a lot of physiological importance. Um, by exercising, you can actually kind of heighten some of those hormones and, certain, and some of those certain things that you kind of need. Uh, and, you know, getting sunlight, you know, vitamin D and all that stuff. Yeah. So eating right to the importance of eating healthy and kind of exercise. Getting a nice water, little like tan. Drink water yeah. can definitely boost a little bit uh, of just, you know, just your your overall mood. Um, talking yeah, to I others, can... make sure that you connect with others as much as you can, either, whether it be through Facebook. I think that's be... that's like a really big important one that's for me thing. personally. Communication. Yeah. Talk to people other than your family because I love my family to death. But... I'd like to see your, I like to hang out with you guys for a whole day sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, when you are living with the same people, you tend to, to get tired of them very quickly. So I understand. Yeah. Why. 21 Chad, years. And it's inevitable. Chad, I mean, I'm tired this of you, is, Chad. 
This is here's the thing. This is being with somebody. This is being with three people, twenty four seven. But I've but I've been with them for like twenty one years. So it's like it's just you're at your max. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't but blame you. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Matt. But definitely navigating relationships, trying to connect with other people. And obviously, I mean, at least for me, I'm gonna just talk about myself. I really do advocate therapy for anyone who 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 definitely can do it. I think it's very very helpful. It's definitely be helpful for me. If you, if Hire you, him. He is your own personal therapist. He's my therapist. I am not therapist. authorized to be a therapist at all. You don't need but... authorization to treat me, dude. I give you consent. If you give me consent, I'll help you, but I can't legally have any power or authorization to be a therapist or help anyone in the general public. So All very right, fine, sorry I'm about that. To chat now. Definitely uh, go out and, and look at these resources. Look at the cdc.gov website and anything. Mm. There's plenty of resources and websites available. But yeah, that's it for the show, the main show. Thank you very much for, for sticking with us. Unfortunately, Chris wasn't able to come back in, but instead we're actually going to extend this conversation to a part two uh and, and continue to talk about mental health and that was always our plan anyway like chris talked about part two coming episode. soon baby Definitely. what we do really want to make sure that you guys know is that we will be having an episode fully focused on covid19 um coming hopefully in the next month or two where we're actually going to have a panel of therapists and a nurse or two um marco's cousin hopefully will be able to join hopefully. us yeah we'll to talk about to talk about about really about the scientific side and then from the therapist what we can truly do from you know real life authorized <laughs> uh, therapists to kind of help us through and navigate the situation right but with They're that give please me a be self safe evaluation sure here on live stream guys be sure to tune in on that what matt would you say i said they're gonna give you a self-evaluation on stream guys don't worry it'll be fun <laughs> No, no, no. But definitely we advocate the use of whatever the CDC is, is or guidelines are and please make sure that you're being safe at all times. Um, make sure that you're kind of thinking for the general populace and again, um, do your part. Do your part and we hope that this has given you just a tiny bit of insight into mental health and the pandemic and then just kind of COVID-19 in general. Even though and more importantly, we hope it's given you guys some outlets that you guys now feel comfortable, whether it's driving, walks, exercise find something that's what i would like to advocate is Very right true. now yeah. stress about you guys go out and find something if you're feeling something if you're feeling down just go out on a walk do something i guarantee you it'll help yeah a any last words from you guys those were mine sounds yeah. good yeah. marco i got my one year anniversary pin from disney that's hot <laughs> Congratulations, can buddy. We're can I see him wear it? Can, wait, wait. Can I see him wear it? I want to see him wear no, it. No, it's staying. No, no, no. It's staying in the box until I become a lead. Oh my god. I, that's my goal. <laughs> when I get, when Disney opens up again, I'm shooting for lead, guys. Dude, I was actually on Disney, uh, Disney uh, Parkway or whatever it is. Yeah, is it like the old downtown old, Disney? Old... Yeah, yeah. I was on downtown Disney area. Disney Parkway. <laughs> whatever. Okay, I was the one out of this group that didn't work there. Okay. But fight me. <laughs> but anyway, I don't years. Honestly, just we'll get through this. That's we'll get through this pandemic yeah. again. There'll there'll be an end to this. That's all I have to say. There is an end, guys. There is an end. Thank you very much to all of my co-hosts, to Chris, who for everything that they guys are doing to being so committed to the show and really making sure that we're getting great content great content like this out. Again, make sure that you're look keeping your close eyes on that COVID nineteen episode that we're coming out soon with and Thank you again for joining us on this talk on mental health in the pandemic. This has been the Intelligent World. Thank you so much. Ciao, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.